From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. April 16 edition of WIA and the National News Service. I'm Graham VK4BB. Radio Australia's shortwave service may have gone off the air in January, but shortwave radio proponents say it's not dead yet. In fact, shortwavelistening.com say, based in the sleepy little town of Innisfail in North Queensland, a new shortwave service is being developed. In May 2017, Radio 4KZ Innisfail is said to be commencing transmission on 5.055 kHz between 4pm and 9am, seven days a week, running 1.5 kilowatts into an inverted V antenna, and it will be a full simulcast of commercial outlet 4KZ AMFM. It is expected the service will provide satisfactory coverage to remote areas of the Cape where there are no AM or FM services available. Al Curtin, General Manager, NQ Radio, known as VK4FFKZ on the handbands, is the genius behind this plan to bring radio again to the north of Australia. And south of Innisfail to Victoria and the Bendigo Amateur Radio and Electronics Club invite all to Tuning in the Sky with the Square Kilometre Array, a presentation by Mike Lyons, VK3XFX. While we have been hearing about the Square Kilometre Array for over a decade now, it still remains a daunting technical challenge to build and operate a radio telescope of such scale. The SKA is headquartered at the famous Jodrell Bank Radio Observatory in the UK. Actual receivers constructed in remote regions of West Australia and Karoo in South Africa. This talk will explore the inner workings of one of the SKA demonstrator telescopes, how its simple construction produces a vast amount of data, and how this should yield possible discoveries we haven't even imagined. 7.30pm Friday, April 21 at the Barrick Club Room, 20 Longley Lane, Longley. A gold coin donation would be appreciated. Tea, coffee, biscuits available. For more information, contact Ian Gillard, VK3ZZG. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. WIA, board talk and don't forget, AX prefix for Anzac Day. The ACMA automatically allows all radio amateurs to substitute their normal VK callsign prefix with the letters AX on Anzac Day, April 25. The AX prefix is popular among prefix hunters and others with the use of a special QSL card encouraged by the WIA. And don't forget the WIA office at Bayswater will of course be closed Tuesday, April 25. The Australian Communications and Media Authority in January 2009 delegated to the WIA certain statutory functions under the Radio Communications Act. The delegations were to issue amateur certificates of proficiency, provide amateur examinations and the management of call signs. The WIA has extensive reporting obligations and must charge for the delegated services under the Commonwealth's cost recovery guidelines. The initial term of the deed was five years with an option for a further five and this was exercised in 2014. The WIA directors have indicated to the ACMA their willingness to renew the deed which expires in 2019 and under similar commercial terms. This is Grant, VK5GR, with some more news about the WIA AGM and Convention Weekend coming up in Handorf, South Australia on the 19th to the 21st of May. There's going to be lots to see and do at this year's convention. Based on the theme of Advancing Amateur Radio, the Radio Clubs of South Australia have brought together a program showcasing the magic of radio. 
and in this case of today's guest, television as well. Hello, my name is David, BK5DMC. I'm here today to talk to you about digital amateur television. Here in Port Pirie, we've had digital amateur television for uh, three or four years. A lot of people have uh, contributed to the project, um, but uh, in the first instance, when we kicked off with uh, the project, I asked the question from a lot of people, anybody be interested in uh, digital ATV? And some of the responses I got was, what the bloody hell did you do that for? Other responses I got was, yeah, sure, we'd be... Um, Happy to help, and happy to help uh, a lot of people were. David, through his presentation, will then explain the work that went into creating the VK5 RDC ATV repeater through the Trax FM Radio and Electronics Club. He'll also talk about what do you need to do yourselves to get involved with amateur television. In other news, the VK5 WOW special event call sign has already been on the air and will continue to do so right up until the event. It's been creating quite a stir on 80 and 160 metres, thanks to Steve, VK5SFA, who's been operating his loop antenna using the call sign. Shortly, other activations will take place in various VK5 conservation parks, thanks to Paul, VK5PAS, and others. Meanwhile, Grant, VK5GR, myself, has been running the call sign of an evening on various digital modes across the HF spectrum. Activity with the call sign will continue to build as the event draws closer culminating in an attempted 10 GHz CME contact as VI5WOW portable from Harndorf Oval as part of the Come and Try Amateur Radio event on Sunday, May 22nd. This Sunday event is open to everyone and will run officially from 1 till 5 p.m. Currently up to nine different amateur radio activities are planned to be on display with either demonstrations or live activations. Everything from 122 GHz to 1.8 MHz will have something there to entertain you make sure you book the 22nd of May in your diary and make your way to Harndorf Football Club. Full details will be released shortly, complete with the activity times and places. That's all from me this week. 73 is from Grant, VK5GR, for the WAAA GM and Convention Weekend, VK5 Organising Committee. Hello, I'm Jeff Emery, VK4ZPP, and I've been thinking. Recently I spoke about the noise that can upset understanding of the message that we are communicating, and the receiver gets part of the message, or... It is distorted because of the noise which accompanies the transmission. As radio amateurs, we can appreciate the analogy which is used in explaining person-to-person communication in the classroom. Of course, there are many reasons that clear communication fails in getting the message across. One that you may have heard of is called confirmation bias. We all have the tendency to identify with someone whose generally perceived view of the world is the same as our own. That's part of human nature, and it is used in building a sense of belonging or sense of common purpose. However, when information has to be analysed and put to good use, it is this very way of thinking that has to be put aside. We have to try and be the rational, honest person that we want to believe others should be. And here's the rub, that unconsciously we believe that what we are told is the right thing just because it agrees with our own personal opinion. There are times in life that we have to try and become the honest and rational person in making the right choice for ourselves, our family or body we belong to. Confirmation bias can stifle the growth of a club or organisation by attracting group or a clique that become dominant and cut the, out the other members from the action. It's something that we have to guard against to do the best for everyone. It could be lonely sticking to your guns by yourself, but do it for the right reason. 
is what we call integrity. I'm Jeff Emery and that's what I think. How about you? From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. World Amateur Radio Day. Every April 18, radio amateurs worldwide take to the airwaves in celebration of World Amateur Radio Day. It was on that day in 1925 that the International Amateur Radio Union, or IARU, was formed in Paris by pioneers to support amateur radio worldwide. Just two years later, at the International Radio Telegraph Conference, amateur radio gained the harmonically related allocations of the 160, 80, 40, 20 and 10 metre bands. Today, there are well over 3 million radio amateurs worldwide. Hello, this is Jason. VK3 FNQS. Next Tuesday, April 18th, is World Amateur Radio Day. And to celebrate this day, the World Conference server on Echolink, which is also connected to IRLP, reflect the note 9251, are hosting a 10-hour long net comprising of five different net controls, which they do two-hour stints. Due to the time zone here in Australia, the start of the 10-hour long net is 1600 UTC, or 2 a.m. Wednesday morning, and finish at midday Australian Eastern Standard Time. There are encouraging amateurs from around the world to check in at any time, as they had, have had 300-plus check-ins and would like to grade that number from last year. So if you are in the range of the IRLP node or Echolink node, on next Wednesday morning... Dial in 9251 on IRLP or connect to the World Conference server Echo Link node 479-886 and enjoy the 10-hour long net to celebrate World Amateur Radio Day. This is VK3 FNQS for WIA News. April 18 is the day for all of Amateur Radio to celebrate and tell the world about the science we can help teach, the community service we can provide and the fun we have. Speaking of the IARU, they're keeping a watchful eye on what looks like a looming spectrum crisis. Pressure on the spectrum is mounting, with the Internet of Things set to be greatly expanded, giving regulators a worry on how to manage the national resource. Already, most Wi-Fi use is at the band at 2.4 GHz, with 5 GHz being opened up for the Australian invention that is growing in application. Consumer goods are being increasingly fitted with Wi-Fi internet connectivity that gives additional and remote functions. But the game is to reduce interference while coping with spectrum capacity demands. Most people now expect to get reliable free Wi-Fi in their accommodation from retailers and in some public areas. A major concern is that there should not be interference from any new service in adjacent spectrum. This is a pointed reference to a company that wants to use the 2.4 GHz spectrum for a satellite downlink with fears it could block out Wi-Fi. In the 5 GHz band, the pressure is on too and could also threaten Wi-Fi. In Europe, it has had some use for automatic vehicle communications, tolling and monitoring technology. The IARU is closely watching developments to avoid interference with the amateur service and amateur satellite service. A foot in the door. Ofcom, the UK regulator, has published a consultation setting out plans for permitting the license-exempt use of certain types of mobile phone repeaters intended for in-home and in-vehicle use. 
Their use by consumers is currently unlawful as the type of wideband repeater that we come across today can cause interference and other adverse effects to mobile services for other nearby customers. The effect of Ofcom's proposals would be that repeaters which meet requirements would be available for customers to buy and install lawfully themselves. This relates specifically to static repeaters intended for in-home use and low-gain repeaters intended for use in cars. German message from Enigma machine decoded April 2017. 40-metre Enigma message decrypted at Bletchley Park. On Friday, April 7, the amateur radio station Delta Lima Zero Hotel November Foxtrot transmitted an Enigma encrypted message on 7036 kHz to Bletchley Park in the UK. Delta Lima Zero Hotel November Foxtrot is the club station at the Heinz Nixdorf Museum in Germany. The encrypted telegraphy message they transmitted was received at the home of the World War II UK codebreakers in Bletchley Park. There, the message was fed into a replica of the Turing bomb and enabled the encryption to be cracked. The message read, Paterborn greets the codebreakers at Bletchley Park. The recipients of the 2016 ARRL International Humanitarian Award, Richard Darling, Alpha Hotel 7 Golf, and Barbara Darling, November Hotel 7 Foxtrot Yankee, have been honoured in Hawaii. Hawaii County Mayor Harry Kim designated the month of April as Roger and Barbara Darling Month and personally presented a certificate to the couple at a recent gathering in Hilo. Hawaii Governor David Ike also sent a special recognition certificate congratulating the Darlings on their hard work and service. The International Humanitarian Award recognises amateur radio's unique role in international communication and the assistance amateurs regularly provide to people in need. In January, the ARRL Board of Directors cited the Darlings' work on behalf of past International Humanitarian Award winner John Bush Kilo Hotel 6 Delta Lima Kilo slash Victor 63 Juliet Bravo and their significant material reports to his efforts of assistance to the Federated States of Micronesia. Same band dueling CQs now prohibited in all ARRL contests. ARRL has clarified its rules for all contests to clearly prohibit the practice of interleaved CQs, also known as dueling CQs on two or more frequencies in the same band. The clarification is an extension of existing rules that permit only one transmitted signal and it formalises what had been a gentleman's agreement. ARRL reviewed it, concurred that this is technically occupying two channels and in consultation with several members of the Board of Directors who had been contacted by concerned parties and the Programs and Services Committee, it was concluded we needed to clarify our existing rules. ARRL Contest Branch Manager Bart Junk, Whiskey 9 Juliet Juliet said... The issue arose when a multi-operator team successfully employed in-band interleave CQs in the last ARRL International DXSSB event, substantially boosting their score. We'll have more contest news in just a moment here on VK1WIA National News with Felix VK4FUQ. ARRL say radio amateurs supported Columbia landslide disaster relief and recovery effort. The disastrous landslide in Colombia left more than 260 dead and devastated the town of Makoa. Many others were injured or are missing and search crews are still trying to find survivors in the rubble. An emergency amateur radio network was activated on 40 metres, 7.093 to 7.095 megahertz to support the relief and recovery effort. 
for WIA National News in Sydney. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Ham Radio Operational News. It's Contact Sport. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. 2017. WIA's Harry Angel Memorial 80 metre sprint, Saturday, May 6th, 10 hours to 11.46 UTC. May 13 to 15, Mills on the air. VK Shires, June 10 and 11. Trans Tasman Low Band Contest, 160.80.40. Saturday, 9 July 15, and start time is 08 hours UTC, and finish time is 14 hours UTC. 1010 International Summer Contest, August 5 and 6. VK1 Winter Sota QSA Party takes place August 6, 2017, 9am to 11.30am. WA's Flagship Contest, the Remembrance Day Contest, 12th and 13th of August. August 1920, IWLW, the third full weekend in August since 1998. August 26, Alara Contest, start time, 1600 hours. This is a 24-hour contest for YLs. Ted Powell Memorial DX Challenge. The first three-month period of the Ted Powell Memorial DX Challenge for 2017 has now closed and entries open until 14th of April. The objective of the challenge is to work the most wanted DXCC entities based on their ranking and club logs most wanted list, which is published on the contest website. All Australian amateurs are eligible to enter and entering is easy. You don't need to be a serious DXer. If you've worked in DX June, January to March, head over to vk2au.org and submit an entry. The website is tidy and easy to understand. Scroll down to the Entry Submission section where you'll find the number of simple ways to submit your entry. This is a fun and relaxed challenge where you work DX in your own time over a three-month period. It's easy and submitting an entry only takes a few minutes. This is a relatively new contest run by the Fishers Ghost Amateur Radio Club and they'd love to get an entry from you. New Call Handles VK1 WIA National News In South Australia, National News Ben's Relay Station on 10 metres VK5BB went under the call sign of VK5WOW as part of the promotion towards the WIA AGM in May. All those who reported in the callback have been recorded and the log has been submitted to VK5WOW at WIA.org.au. On 40 metres, Trevor Quick, VK5ADQ, has also used VK5WOW also for their callbacks. 160 metres saw VK5WOW operated by Steve Adler, VK5SFA. VK5WOW putting the WOW back into amateur radio along with the sister call VI5WOW is an issue of the VK5 organising committee of the 2017 WIA AGM and convention. As Grant VK5GR told us a few weeks back, special event call signs will be active in the lead up to the convention weekend. VK5WOW will be heard on various bands, channels and modes starting from the 1st of April through to the 12th of May. Then from the 12th of May through to the end of the AGM, the special call sign VI5WOW will be on air. April 22nd is Marconi Day. Dozens of official award stations have registered to take part in the 2017 International Marconi Day event, this year being held on the 22nd of April. All contacts counting toward the Marconi Award must be made on HF with registered stations, but other participating stations need not need to be registered to claim awards. The event is not a contest, but an opportunity for amateurs around the world to make point-to-point contact with historic Marconi sites. 
using HF communication techniques descended from those used by Marconi, and to earn an attractive award certificate for working or hearing a number of Marconi stations. All you need is a log extract. You don't need QSL cards. The Kerry Amateur Radio Group, based in County Kerry, Ireland, will participate as an award station in this year's International Marconi Day event, 22nd of April, set up on the site of the former Marconi station at Ballybunion. Two HF SSB stations are planned for this year on the site, as well as a HF data station. The special event call sign EI6YXQ will be used to commemorate the original call sign YXQ, used by the Marconi station in Ballybunion which made world history by achieving the first transatlantic voice radio transmission in 1919 to the Marconi station located in Newfoundland in the east to west direction. This is the 30th year the International Marconi Day event will mark the birth of wireless pioneer Guglielmo Marconi. A couple of other IMD stations include GB4IMD from Cornwall run by the Cornish Amateur Radio Club which also organises the IMD event and one by the Hornsby and Districts Amateur Radio Club VK2IMD to mark the Warunga site that received the first message from England to Australia in 1918. VI100TRF Broterians of Amateur Radio Raw in Australia have hit the HF bands for three months from the 26th of February to May 26, with the special event call sign VI100TRF. This to highlight the Rotary Foundation's work over the past 100 years. VI4 Alara, July 1 to September 30 to gain recognition for the Alara meet in Cairns, VK4, from September the 8th to the 12th. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contact from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group news. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV, where every pixel tells a story. Ham TV. On board Columbus, the ham video transmitter is fully operational and provides permanent DATV signals, allowing ground stations to fine-tune their receiving equipment when possible, Ara School's contacts are enhanced by the crew operating Ham TV. Jean-Pierre Couger, F6DZP, developed an up-to-date receiver and wrote the special software for Ham TV. He dubbed the receiver to Tunia and the software to Tune. That's the phonetic French for U-Tune. Components for the Two-Tune receiver are for sale at the BATC shop, that's the British Amateur Television Club, and the software is available free on Jean-Pierre's website. Worldwide Special Interest Group's digital new PSK software for blind amateurs. A free new Windows program called Accessible Digipan has been released which allows blind hams to operate PSK 31. The download includes the application, audio tutorials, details, written guides and additional help resources plus Digipan PSK 31 and PSK 63 software. ARRL member Richard KK6MRH and Jim WA0PSS, both blind, developed the program which app will work with many different kinds of rigs, interfaces and Windows versions. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Females in Radio 90th Anniversary of G6YL The late Barbara Dunn, G6YL, recalled that she first heard Morse code at the tender age of 10. In 1906, a talk and demonstration of wireless was given to her at a school and she eagerly volunteered to take part in the demonstration. 
she remembered sending SOS in Morse and said she was thrilled. In 1923, her father purchased a wireless set to listen to the new British Broadcasting Company transmissions from 2LO in London on 350 metres, that's 857 kilohertz. In early February 1923, while listening to 2LO, she noticed a rasping kind of interference on the transmissions. She was unable to tune the interference out, so she decided to try and find out what was the cause. In those days, most of the smaller ships operating in the Thames still used spark transmissions, which spread over a wide frequency range, and it was those sparked more signals on 600 metres, 500 kilohertz, that Barbara had been picking up. Fascinated by the signal, she decided to teach herself Morse code by copying down the dots and the dashes as fast as she could. She recalled that in 1927 she was bullied by old-timers G2LZ and Gerald McCaw's G2NM into taking her Morse test. G2NM said that if she passed, he would send her an old split Hartley transmitter, which she could keep if she could manage to get it to work again. At the Morse test, the examiner gave her a column from the Times newspaper to send, but the examiner had to stop ascending because she sent all the brackets, colons, semicolons in the article. Only the plain text had been required. She received her transmitting licence G6YL on April 13, 1927. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier AMSAT's request to redistribute AFSPC Keplerian elements from Space Track has been approved for the period of April 1, 2017 to April 1, 2018. AMSAT's orbital data request to distribute the KEPs was approved on April 4, 2017. Thanks to AFSPC, Perry Klein, W3PK and Joe Fitzgerald KM1P for their help in the process. So AMSAT KEP updates are good to go for another year. Worldwide Special Interest Group's IOTA, Franz Josephland. Members of the Russian Robinson Club, the RRC, are planning their next Arctic operation. Look for RI-1F to be active on Victoria Island, EU-190, sometime late in September, the 26th to the 27th was mentioned. This island group has never been activated. Activity will be on the various HF bands. They plan to have up to 12 operators and QSL via the Bureau. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Summits on the Air. Andrew Mosley, VK1AD from the VK1 SOTA Group, says the VK1 Winter SOTA QSO Party takes place on August 6, 2017, 9am till 11.30am. VK1 SOTA Winter QSO Party on Sunday the 6th of August is where activators will freeze their butts off on Canberra's local peaks to showcase our hobby amateur radio to Canberra's residents. That's it from me, VK3DN in Melbourne, this week, but with a last look at special interest group news and radio scouting, it's to VK2GX. Scout leader and amateur radio operator Leslie Mitchell, G3BHK, came up with the idea of using amateur radio to bring scouts together without the tyranny of travelling long distances. In 1957, the first jamboree on the air was convened. This year will be the 60th Jamboree on the Air, held in over 150 countries worldwide. Hello, I'm Paul, VK2GX, and I've been involved in Jamboree on the Air since first licensed in the 1970s. Amateur radio has seen many changes in the past 60 years, with new digital technologies having much to offer the tech-hungry youth members of today. Jamboree on the Air is a great opportunity for amateur radio operators to share our evolving hobby 
with guides and scouts everywhere. Ah, I hear you say, the third full weekend in October is months away. Why are you telling me about Jamboree on the air now? Well, guide and scout leaders prepare youth activity schedules weeks and months in advance. So now is a great time to start planning for Jamboree on the air. Talk to other amateur radio operators in your local area or radio club to find others who are interested. In future presentations, I will give you suggestions on how to approach guidance scout leaders, how to plan for a successful Jamboree on the Air weekend, and additional activities to enhance the experience of youth members, with links to useful resources. Across Australia, from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA News Service. In New South Wales Central West, it can be heard on the VK2 RDX repeater, on 146.650 MHz at 10am local time each Sunday morning. I'm Paul, VK2GX. On the social scene, March 25, 2018. Yes, they're certainly getting in early. That's the EMDRC, and it was great to receive that news. So that'll go in the social scene in the text edition every broadcast right through until March 25, 2018. One that did sneak up, we were just informed of April 22 in VK4, it's a Red Fest and QTEC at St Michael's College, Bribey Island, Caboolture. And April 15 to 16, that's on right now, Yurunga Radio Convention. And April 28 through to May 1 in VK4, the Clareview Gathering between Rockhampton and Mackay. Now till next we meet, have a great Easter. I'm Graham, VK4BB. Oh, and... Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.